Yo, yo, yo. It's the Black Cold Podcast. I'm back. Better than ever. It's your honor, your gracious, your humble host, Leaf Buck, and I'm here. And um, <clears throat> tonight I'm going to talk about the difference between information and affirmation. So I'm going to give you the two definitions of them. So you can kind of get a basis of the show and understand where I'm going with this. So, okay. So, information versus affirmation. And I'll give you the two definitions. I'm on my tablet right now. The definition of information is facts provided. Or learned about something or someone. Okay. Affirmation. The definition of affirmation is the action or process of affirming something or being affirmed. Emotional support or encouragement is the other definition. So. Um, I just wanted to talk about the difference between the two. So this episode basically is going to be a couple parts. Well, not a couple parts. I'm not going to say that. That's wrong wording. But it's going to be a couple things. Information versus affirmation. Perception versus reality. And facts versus opinions. So... Basically, what I wanted to talk about today was a lot of people don't use information. They use affirmation. So basically, what they do is they might take um, they might take their opinion and state it as if it's facts, which is it's not facts. That's how you feel about something. That's how you perceive it. And you're affirmed in that. That's your declaration of what you think it is. So I just wanted to talk about I seen an interview with Terry Crews and Don Lemon. And I am far from a Don Lemon um, fan, but I think he was very necessary um, about four or five days ago when he did an interview with Terry Crews and... He was very, like, he got into Terry Crews, like, very good. Like, he he really stopped him on a lot of his points, and he was giving him information. He was giving him facts. He was giving him reality. While Terry Crews was on the other side of the spectrum with his affirmation, his opinion, and his perception of things. And my problem with these black-on-black crime Negroes is their affirmation that black-on-black crime is bad. There's no such thing as black-on-black crime. Stop saying it. Well, those people that were shot in Chicago, those were black guns. How do we know these people were shot by black folks? How do we know these things happened and they were black folks that did this? 
They had white supremacists putting out letters saying that they were going to attack black people on the 4th of July weekend. And that's a fact. Your perception is that it was black people doing all this shooting and all that stuff. I've had people from Chicago on Twitter. We've had discussions and they said it is not as bad as people think it is. Just like any other neighborhood, any society, there's going to be crime. There's good and bad people in every race. But we got these, oh, black lives got to matter to us first. People like Gilly, ah, man, people like Gilly. Ah, man, he, he just a misinformed Negro. One of them niggas. And I'm not even going to give you a background because I don't want to sound like a. I just I won't give you background, but I'm going to tell people these niggas talk all that street shit. And they lyrics talk about who they going to shoot and how much coke they sell and drugs they sell. But then to turn around and talk about black on black crime. Nigga, please. You are a tool of white supremacy. You didn't got your check from bar stool sports and now you gotta go against the grain. You gotta go against your own people. Get the fuck out of here. I don't care about Gilly the Kid. I never did. He was an okay rapper. But fuck Gilly the Kid. That's how I feel about him. A million dollars worth of game, nigga, and go read a book. The fuck out of here. But anyway, um back to Terry Cruz, I digressed a little bit. Terry Crews was on there talking about black supremacy, which is not factual. That is how he perceives change as black people being in charge. He perceives change as black people being in charge and he can't buck dance no more. He can't be a sambo no more. He can't do the the sambo shuffle no more. That's how he perceives things if black people get into power because he won't be able to quote unquote dance for his master. And Terry Crews is buck broken. Nobody cares that your wife is mixed. I didn't ask you what she mixed. You made us privy to this information that I did not care about. But for you to go on TV and start talking about Martin Luther King and uh, uh, Nelson Mandela and Malcolm X. What he doesn't realize is, are you talking about King prior to 1967? Or are you talking about King 1967 until his death? When he told people, pull your money out of these white banks and bank black. When he was telling everybody, don't boycott, just stop supporting them. Or you don't mention where he told Harry Belafonte, I think I integrated my people into a burning building. Or they don't talk about the speech before the I have a dream speech. They don't tell you about that speech. Did you know that Martin Luther King's approval rate amongst white people was 25%? So 75% of those white people did not like him back then. And this is the first thing that they do is throw Martin Luther King up in our faces. But y'all don't talk about how the government, white people at that time, assassinated him. The government was convicted in 1999 of killing Martin Luther King. You don't know? Google it. Look it up. The government. It's not a big case because what are you going to do? That's the government. That's a governing body. So who's going to be held accountable? The FBI. 
people swear by the FBI, but they don't know J. Edgar Hoover was a anti-black racist person. He was a cross-dresser at that. He talked all this trash about black folks and how we couldn't let them have another messiah and all this other shit. And then he was a cross-dressing punk. And I'm not downing the man. I don't care about that man's sexuality, but he was in the closet. One of his lovers was his closest assistant, but he had to put this persona on out for the public. But he dogged us out. We don't have a relationship with J. Edgar Hoover. We need to stop naming monuments. We need to stop naming schools after all these motherfuckers. But back to Terry Crews, I digressed again. Terry Crews is the example of a Sambo doing the shuffle for master. He gets on TV, he talks about black supremacy as if it's facts. And the first thing they do, when you start deflecting with black on black crime, then I know that you're not an intelligent person. I know that you don't have common sense. I know that you're not an intellectual. And I'm not coming at that man on his education status or even saying that I have the highest of of education. But I did enough research. I read enough books to know what you're saying is a bunch of bullshit. I'm a child of God. So everybody is my brother and my sister. Man, miss me with that bullshit. You got the same white people that gave you Christianity that'll tell you that same stuff. What would Jesus do? But they was out here raping and pillaging and destroying villages. Come on, man. We got to stop. We got to stop these parallels. We got to stop and connect these parallels. You understand? Terry Crews is a definition of a weak ass nigga. And it has nothing to do with it with, when that guy sexually assaulted him and grabbed him by the nuts. It has nothing to do with that. I ain't even talking about that. I'm talking about how you get on TV and you constantly flip-flopping for a job. That's the definition of weak. Not punching that man in the face for integrity, for honor, for respect, for dignity. I would have walked away with respect, honor, and dignity. From that ordeal, with my respect, my honor, and my dignity, I'll take the time he'll sue me, but know that I was sexually assaulted and I had wit- my wife was a witness. But I don't want to seem like the big black angry man. And that's what, that's what his whole thing was. I didn't want to seem like I was angry. So you let a man degrade you in front of your wife. And everybody was like, why, y'all? This is the thing. You're victim blaming. I'm not victim blaming. It's a difference when you have a chance to do something to this person. Why was he comfortable enough to come up to you that way? And I'm digressing a little bit, but understand. Terry Crews is just a weak-ass nigga. That's what he is. He's weak. You get on TV, you got your chest jumping and you gyrating all around. You're jumping over toxic masculinity. But 
you also were quoted as saying that I wanted to punch my dad in the face when he was abusing my mom. But you were so-called sexually abused, you didn't punch that man in the face. Why? Because he wasn't a black man? Because you knew that he that somebody put it out there that that's what you into? Hey, man, if that's what you into, that's what you into. Your wife probably don't know. You're probably hiding from her, and I'm not going to shame you for that. But be real, be honest, and be open, bro. But anyway, I digress, and I'm just, I get angry when discussing this punk-ass nigga. But he's on there, he's talking about Chicago. And when you start using Chicago as the basis for your argument, when you start talking about black guns is killing black people, stop it. Because there is crime in every society. There is crime in every neighborhood. There is crime in white neighborhoods. There is crime in black neighborhoods. It's a proximity thing. You tend to kill people or you tend to commit crime against people that you're in closest proximity to. And if we went off and we just say we were close to white people, they would still have something to say. So it's not even about black on black crime. Black on black crime is a racist term in my opinion. We need to get rid of it. We need to ban it. Okay. And I want to tell you about something that I'm getting more privy to is the ghost skins. But we'll talk about that later on. Back to Terry Crews. I digressed again. He's on there talking about something that doesn't exist. We are not in position to oppress no one. We have not put a system in place to stop people from prospering. We are not putting liquor stores on every corner. We are not putting Chinese stores on every corner. We are not putting bars on every corner. So you can't tell me that black people are oppressing someone. And when you start and when people start talking this black oppressor thing and black men are the oppressors, you are a tool for white supremacy. You sound like a white supremacist. Do you understand that black men have gone through it the worst? We got beat up in front of our women during slavery, raped in front of our women during slavery, watched our women get raped in front of our during slavery. And you still have these Negroes that don't like to understand the facts of the matter. You even have white people coming out here saying, listen, it's time that white supremacy be defeated. It's white people coming out saying this, but you wanting to be different, wanting to have a difference of opinion. It's not I don't have a problem if you have a difference of opinion. But when you come and we debate, do not bring your opinions. You have to bring facts. We'll debate the facts and then we can give our opinions on the facts. But you cannot bring to the table, to a debate table like mine and tell me a bunch of hypotheticals. Black supremacy is a hypothetical. That is not a true thing. It does not exist. It is a hypothetical thing. And he's affirming that it's true. He's scared of change and that's what type of Negro he is. He's scared of change because he cannot, he can no longer do the Sambo Shuffle for Master. 
And then Don Lemon had to stop him many times and tell him, well, you know, about the civil rights of the 1960s, would you have looked at that as being black supremacy? Because they didn't use white people for that. That was all us, all off our backs, our blood, sweat, and tears. They didn't use no, they didn't use no white people back then. And then he keeps, like, this is not the first time he's brought up Malcolm X. He has no clue on Malcolm X. He knows nothing about Malcolm X. Because even though Brother Malcolm took his pilgrimage to Mecca and made Hajj, as we call it, he came back and was still talking that same, listen, I'm, I want to take this black nationalist ideology. I want to start my own political party. I want to start the Afro, Afro, I think he said Afro-American, I'm not sure. And I don't want to misquote him, but I know it was something like Afro-American. I believe that's what he said. But he said he took on a certain ideology. He never stopped talking about white supremacy. He never said, oh, the white man is my brother. He didn't. It, obviously, Terry Crews did not listen to the ballot or the bullet. And that's what I think that we're faced with at this current time is the ballot and the bullet. That's what we're faced with. Because Malcolm X told us, sit on your vote. If they don't bring nothing to the table, that's tangible for you. And, and, and I'll give you another, some more background that Terry Crews didn't talk about. You know, the FBI infiltrated the Nation of Islam and had their so-called friends and their, you know, their Negroes, the niggas that they gave the trinkets to. They killed him because he went to the U.N. and the U.N. deemed that the United States was violating human rights. And of course, you know that the FBI, what they're intelligent, that's an intelligence agency. Of course, they knew about that. And he wanted reparations for his people. He went to the U.N. He made Hodge and he made a stop to the U.N. And the U.N. deemed that the United States was guilty of a violation of human rights because of slavery. And before the court, before he could even go back, he got murdered. Now understand this, man. You have to understand when you're not privy to this information and you're not looking at the reality of or you're not looking at the facts then your opinion on something that you're making it seem like as is this true, your opinion is shitty. And I don't have a problem with you having a difference of opinion. My problem is you're making it seem like your difference of opinion is the truth or it's factual. Your opinion is your opinion. When you use that word, that's a disclaimer saying that my opinion is this. Okay. So he's just on there and you can tell he was stuttering over words. He kept saying, well, here's the thing. Well, here's the thing. Well, here's the thing. He never backed anything up he said with facts. Nothing he said was factual. Everything he said, he was an affirmation that it's going to be black supremacy. There's no information on black supremacy. 
And I want to tell people something And everybody want to talk about these so-called stats These FBI stats Do you know the FBI put a study out in 2006 That talked about How the KKK or white supremacists Had infiltrated law enforcement So that means that It's the judges, the lawyers The police unions, the police itself They infiltrated all of that They knew that they could not rule By being in the open So now they're doing everything behind the scenes So they call them ghost skins And I just found this word out And I'm like wow This is very interesting That they call them ghost skins So they're just blending in But they're white supremacists And I don't hear Terry Crews talking about none of that. All he's doing is wagging his finger at black people and chastising us about black on black crime. But you don't chastise white people about on white on white crime. You don't chastise Latinos about Spanish on Spanish crime. And that's not a nationality. But you don't bash them for Hispanic on Hispanic crime. Nor Asian on Asian crime. Because trust me, that shit goes on. More than what you would know. But they talking about what the statistics, the 93%. Okay. So if y'all looking at these FBI statistics, nobody ever looked at when the FBI said that the KKK was in infiltrating the was infiltrating Law enforcement, they didn't read that. They seem to skip over that. They seem to skip over that. But they believe everything else the news tells them. And see, this is the problem with a lot of these black-on-black crime niggas. And this is why people don't like them. And this is why they always get shut down. Because they're speaking as if they're talking facts. Yes, crime is a problem in our neighborhood And it's people It's people that is trying to combat the crime With the Stop the Violence rallies They used to have meetings across the street From my old apartment Every Tuesday They sent me a card Actually went over there a couple times And we talked And Me talking to them And realizing, yeah, people are out here But injustice at the hands of law enforcement, people that are supposed to serve and protect, is totally different than somebody going around committing a crime. And it's not all black people that is committing this crime. It's some dusty niggas and it's some dusty ass women out there. And what people seem to forget and what people fail to realize is you cannot say all black people are committing crime it's some and it's very few and my thing is the same way y'all use that y'all live and die by these statistics that the FBI puts out is the same way y'all should have lived and died 
in that 06 article when they said that the KKK was infiltrating law enforcement, which was facts, which was information that they was trying to give you, which was reality of what they was telling you. See, people always speak in hypotheticals. They don't speak in facts. They don't speak in reality and they don't have information. Because people like to affirm things that doesn't make it true. And um, just during the end, and back to Terry Crews in an interview, he was just stumbling over his words. Just had this whole nervous thing about him. He was very nervous. And he looked like he was just scared that if he if, that if black people actually got in power, he was going to lose his leg to stand on, which is white supremacy. They put him out there. He's a Negro. I call them a minion like from uh, like uh, what's that movie? Oh, with Gru and the minions. I forgot the name of it. But that's what he is. He's a minion for white supremacy. He's out there to deflect blame and to always try to bring you over to their side to see your to see your side of things. You will never be able to see that those side of things because as a black man and a man as a black man that has knowledge itself, you can never convince me that you're right. All this information out here, all these books out here, they choose not to pick these books up and read them. The miseducation of the Negro. The post-traumatic slave disorder. Dr. Joy DeGruy. Dr. Francis Cress Welsing. These are people that are intelligent. They are intellectuals. They are writing books as doctors as psychiatrists so they see these things they've had so many patients they know they're writing books and it's true there's a thing called stockholm syndrome and that's what terry cruz looks like he's looked like he's being controlled by the puppet masters and he's the puppet they're the puppeteers and he's the puppet i'm going to die on this hill well be my guest bro but you're wrong Yeah, and see, I don't want people to think that when you have an opinion on something that has already, and you, when you have an opinion on something that has facts to back up things, your opinion is deemed wrong and you're wrong. Your opinion is how you feel. It is not the truth. It is your truth in your perception, but it's not the truth or reality. It is not reality. And that's what Terry Crews doesn't get. He doesn't get it. Because one, he don't want to get it. Two, as I'm going to keep saying throughout this episode, he's scared of change. So, a lot of other things going on. Um, <laughs> so, I got into it with porn star Jenna Jameson on Twitter. And she called me an unkept, uneducated animal. 
because she's on there talking about how her dad didn't know how she was 16 and dating a 23-year-old. And cry me a fucking river. Nobody, that man did not force himself on you and say, date me. I don't know the, the, the specifics of it, but I'm pretty sure he didn't force you to do anything. I'm pretty sure you willingly went with him because, oh, that's the older guy. We got to start talking about that. We got to have that conversation that a lot of these young women don't want to have and are uncomfortable having that they that they perceive certain things a certain type of way. Them talking to an older man at 16, there's nothing wrong with it. But they'd be the first ones to put their foot on R. Kelly's neck. Not that R. Kelly is right. I'm not saying R. Kelly is right. R. Kelly's a piece of shit. But at the end of the day, you can't mess with an older man in high school and then have something to say about R. Kelly. When you were a willing participant in statutory rape, you were willing. The statutory rape is against the law depending on where you at. Certain states are 16, most states are 17. I believe Georgia and all that stuff, I think is 16 and all that, the age of consent. But me and her going back and forth, and she's telling me how her dad didn't know that the guy she was messing with and the guy she was messing with and his father were grooming her for sex trafficking. Okay, so there's a lot of things to unpack here. So you mean to tell me that you're trying to draw a line between sex trafficking and porn and sex trafficking and stripping? Sex trafficking is not a choice, first off. These women will are getting kidnapped. They didn't willingly go with somebody. They're getting kidnapped and being forced to do those things. It's called slavery, neo-slavery. But to compare sex trafficking to porn and stripping is just, you can't do that. And that's another thing. You're affirming something that is not facts. Porn is, you're willing to participate in sexual acts on camera. You're getting paid. Stripping, you're willing to strip for people in front of strangers that you don't know. Those two are paid jobs. They are jobs. Sex trafficking is not a fucking job. And I'm and and let me say this. When you think about all the black girls that's missing and you think about how nobody's even talking about it, but these niggas want to speak on black on black crime, but y'all not speaking on these black girls and these black little boys that is missing. <laughs> Trust me, I'm going to go deep into one of those episodes, organ harvesting. I'm going to talk about that. But so we're going we're going back and forth. And she's basically like trying to tell me that. She got groomed to be a stripper and a porn star by her 23 year old boyfriend when she was 16. Child police save the bullshit for somebody that isn't smart. Save it. I don't want to hear it from you. Because you full of shit. You choosing to be a stripper, then going into the porn industry, that was choices. Nobody told you to make those choices. You decided to make those choices. I'm not going to blame someone for my 
choice in a job or whatever profession that I get into. And I told her, yeah, your dad is a failure because he couldn't monitor his little girl. He didn't know his little girl was getting dicked down by a 23-year-old. Yeah, her dad is a fucking failure. When you, I'm going to protect my dad's legacy. Of course you're going to protect his legacy. But he's a fucking failure. And so are you. You're a washed up porn star. You're a racist piece of shit. Don't call me an uneducated animal. Bitch, please. I'm uneducated, but I wasn't in no fucking porn. Or a stripper. I didn't milk the porn industry dry and then once I can't make no money no more, oh, it's sex trafficking. Get the fuck out of here. Nah. I, I, I started listening to a lot of these celebrities and then I realized that they are not... They cannot, rather, articulate themselves in a intelligent manner they are not they they need training a lot of times to articulate themselves they need that type of training and i think that they need to take classes on that when speaking in front of and when speaking publicly because they come out and they just say the stupidest shit and i'm gonna go back to gilly Gilly is out here talking about the man, 23 people that got killed that got shot in philly y'all ain't talking about that yeah motherfuckers is talking about it People have had Stop the Violence concerts. People have had marches. There's a lot of programs in Chicago that is trying to stop the violence. I'm actually following one. There's a program trying to keep the kids off the streets called Black Men's Financial Wealth. They're trying to educate the kids and keep them off of the streets. It's a lot of things out there, but these niggas don't search for none of this shit. And you know the reason why they don't search for none of this shit? Because they don't care. They don't they're not doing nothing to stop black on black crime. This so-called black on black crime. So-called black on black crime, right? There's no such thing. And I hardly did an episode on that. Man, let's run these listens up. Let's run these these uh listens up, man. Run these listens up. But I did an episode on the black on black crime myth. It's a myth. It doesn't exist. People use that as a deflection for not holding law enforcement accountable for the things that they do. They've given you information and facts about the KKK infiltrating law enforcement, but we still discuss some black on black crime. Yeah, okay. And I want to also talk about what Trump did for the Hispanics. It was some type of initiative that he signed, that he put in place for the Hispanics. He signed it on Thursday or Friday. And I wanted to talk about it because I just wanted to tell everybody that be talking that, that be talking that, uh, well, the president can't do nothing for specific groups and people. Um, yes, he can. And he just did. He's done something. 
for specific people. Obama did things for specific people. Black people was always to the back burner when it came to these type of things. And also, I want to tell y'all about the Indian Treaty of 1866, where the Indians were supposed to give every slave, every free, they called them freemen, they were supposed to get all the freemen 160 acres, 100, yeah, 160 acres and $100. So here it goes. What Trump signed on Friday or Thursday. Today, President Trump signed an executive order to expand the Hispanic American asset access to educational and economic opportunities. This order expands on the president's track record of delivering fat real results for the Hispanic community through his pro-growth, pro-worker policies. And for people to tell me that the president is everybody's president and he can't do specific things, it's a lie because that's for a specific group. They don't do anything for us because we are political whores. Meaning we hop on whatever hot candidate that's talking all that. We're going to get Trump out of office. And I keep saying, no, we got to get Trump out. of No, 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 no. They put him in there. They need to get him out. We are doing no worse under Trump than what we were doing under Obama as people. And I'm talking about black people. Obama did nothing for us. Specifically, nothing for us. Everybody kept saying, and he even said, I'm not. I'm not I'm not black people's president I'm everybody's president yes and he proved that he was everybody's president but ours when he did the DACA the dreamers when he did the LBGT when he allowed them to get married which I have no problem with because okay let those people get married no matter how you feel about it religiously the country that we live in is a symbol of so-called freedom. So they have the freedom of will. They have the the freedom of expression. Let them get married. I have no problem with that. I don't have to answer for them. But my problem is when we hold Obama to this high standard, but we don't look at his track record as a president, which it wasn't good. I mean, yeah, it wasn't no scandals and he kept everything and he the only good thing he did was get the economy out of the recession. It's the only good thing he did. So we didn't hold Obama accountable for his non-action with the injustices. We didn't hold him accountable. We did nothing. We didn't hold him accountable for that. And I'm going to talk about that on a later episode. But back to information versus affirmation. So another problem I have with a lot of these Negroes is Joe Biden. And it was an article that came out said the young black voters don't like Joe Biden. And if you're alienating some of your base and you know you need those votes in order to win, I think you should start listening to these people. See, that's the problem. Everybody's waking up to this whole, yo, we got to start holding these motherfuckers accountable for the shit that they don't do for us. We are married to the Democrats for no 
reason. And I'm not saying go out there and be a Republican. I'm telling you, sit on your vote. Hold your vote and give it to the best candidate that has your interests at hand. Because if they don't have your best interests at hand, you'll have more of the benign neglect. Again, everybody run them listens up. Go listen to episode four, which was benign neglect. And listen to episode three, which talked about Joe Biden and his crime bills that he wrote. Joe Biden, which is factual, which is information that people can go look up, wrote the 94 crime bill. And he said, and I quote, we can do everything in this crime bill, but hang someone. He said in 1977, 43 years ago, that I don't want my children growing up in a racial jungle because of segregation. And I guess he misspoke and I guess he didn't he didn't say this. Yes, he said it because the Business Insider, a very reputable newspaper or magazine, rather, wrote this article and talked about how Joe Biden has no filter. He just say anything. But people don't want to hold him accountable for the 94 crime bill, which caused mass incarceration, which caused drug Users, not the the drug users. It caused them to get a minimum of five years for being caught with crack. But what they're not telling you is this whole. Now they didn't call the the opioid. They call that an epidemic. The the opioid epidemic. It's a whole lot more deaths than it was when people off of crack way more those those opioid overdoses and those opioid deaths is so many of them it's more opioid deaths than it is murders in certain cities just think about that just think about back then when they was criminalizing us for crack giving us a minimum of five years coming up with the three strike rule they'll bill clinton come out years later and said oh we mishandled that yeah i bet you motherfuckers did but joe Biden wants our vote after he wrote after he wrote the 94 crime bill and then you got these negroes that come up and say well listen the black caucus the black caucus has done nothing for us you shouldn't bring the black caucus up to me because they've done nothing for us Don't bring the NAACP up to me. Don't bring none of that shit up to me. Because I'm going to give you facts and tell you how they've done nothing for us the past 30 years. Even further than that. They don't do anything for us. And it's just like Black Lives Matter. I like the concept more so than I like the movement. And I'm going to give y'all something. I'm going to give y'all a little bit of information. When you go to their website, just see where all their donations going to. It's going to Democrats. Some of them went to Joe Biden. That money, to me, should come back to us as us being black people. Not to these politicians that's not going to give the money out and distribute it correctly. But they're giving, they're donating money to Black Lives Matter. A, 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 
they already said that they're not an organization. They have no employees. I'm not going to talk about who they are funded by because you know. But when you have this organization that has a lack of leadership and they're not an organization, they have no employees, why are y'all still donating to them? They are supposed to be giving that funds back to the neighborhoods. Instead, they're giving it to the Democrats who don't do anything for us. Like I said, I like the concept of it. And I, I respect the concept. But them as an organization and how they move, I don't respect. And I just... I, I Stop donating to them. You can go on their website and see where all their donations go to. This is all information that they're giving you. Another thing that they got a, 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 a problem with is the vilifying black men. Black men get vilified for any and everything. I'll get vilified for what some black man did to a woman that I don't even know. All black men is this and no, they're not. Just say the black men you know, the black men you attract, treat you like that. And we have to get to the point where we got to start holding people accountable. And I talked about this in the last episode. When them listens up, people need to start being held accountable for the people that they breed and have children with. That's man and woman. You have to be held accountable. And that's another big problem. We blame everybody but ourselves for the people that we choose to lay with and have children with. That's the big that's some of the biggest mistakes that black men and women make. And we got a lot of desperate people out there too, man. We got a lot of hungry, desperate people out there. Desperate and when I say hungry for attention. Man, it's so many black people that are coming out. And talking about this black on black crime thing. Uh, And the main thing about this whole thing. When they come out with this black on black crime thing. Which is wrong by the way. That in itself is opinion based. Is what are you going to do about it is the question. They, They talk about the problem. But they never present any solutions to how to stop this. And that is my problem with all these black-on-black crime niggas. You're never presenting a solution to the problem. You're just talking about it because you feel as though you got to speak out against the movement. And that's all it is, just to have something to say. And a lot of people do that, whether it be for the movement or whether it just be in a regular everyday life. Some people just talk because they just want to have something to say and they got a mouth. Some people don't listen. They listen to respond instead of listening to comprehend what you're saying. A lot of people are guilty of that. But um, this has been a Black Cold Podcast, man. I'm out of here. It feels good to talk to you all. Like I say all the time, power to the people. I love all my kings and my queens out there. I love y'all. Stay safe. And be careful. You know, it's a lot of the cops is on us. Just be careful out here. These white supremacists sending out notes saying that they're going to start killing black people on sight. Be careful. Stay strapped if you can legally own a gun. Protect yourselves. Protect your family. I'm out.